Ladies, ladies, you don't have to wait for someone else to show enthusiasm for you. You can do that for yourself. We can do that together. Welcome to the Cup of Glow podcast. I'm your host, Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva, and I have the t-shirt to prove it. The Cup of Glow podcast seeks to entertain, inform, and inspire you through serial stories and discussions prompting you, the milestone diva in our midst, to own your power. We're honored today to have Priscilla Jean-Louis as our guest. Priscilla is an ambassador of servant leadership, a nationally sought-after graphic designer, and an inspirational podcaster for family caregivers. She works full-time as an investigator auditor with Disability Rights Florida. She's also the owner, CEO, and lead graphic designer of K&D Creative Designs and Marketing Solutions. In 2017, Priscilla became the primary caregiver for her 80-year-old mother who lives with Alzheimer's dementia. Subsequently, in April 2018, She also took on caring for her 98-year-old grandmother who succumbed to the disease on January 29, 2022. Priscilla is a relentless advocate for those who suffer from dementia and Alzheimer's and provides emphatic inspiration for their caregivers. Priscilla is also the creator and host of the podcast, My Favorite Girl, Caregiver's Corner. Priscilla resides in Tallahassee, Florida, and in her free time, if you can imagine that, she enjoys reading, journaling, and spending time with her two beautiful daughters. Welcome, Priscilla. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your caregiver experience. Why did you decide to be the caregiver for your mother and grandmother versus placing them both in facilities? Okay, well, I'll start with my mom because I had her first. And to be honest, um, it was a, a quick decision, a decision that had to be made. I, My mom, of course, was diagnosed with dementia, and um, there's four of us as her children, but I just, I took it on. I've always been a mama's girl up under my mom all the time, but it was a no-brainer for me to just take care of her. And then, um, as you read in the bio, in 2018, had my grandmother, I, I was sitting at work one day and literally received a phone call. She was down in Central Florida, and I received a phone call saying that she had to, uh, somebody had to come and get her or she would be placed in a facility. And I just basically told them, nope, don't bother her. I'll be there this weekend. And so that one just kind of happened. But for me, it all goes back to um 
just me growing up, my mom and my grandmother were very influential in the person that I am today. And we've always, they've always taught me, you know, how to care for others. And so um, for me, it was just a no-brainer being able to give back to them the sacrifice and the love that they gave to me. Um, right now, I'm actually in the middle of writing a book, and that book is called Love in Reverse. And a reason being is because that's exactly what it ends up being. You know, it's, yes, there's sacrifice and all of that, but it was just a no-brainer. Just that was my mom, that was my grandmother, and I wasn't going to have it any other way. Well, that's very commendable of you. I'm sure many of us can appreciate the fact that our parents give us so much love when they're raising us. And when they need us on the other side, we feel that we should be there for them. And it's no, no sacrifice or barrier is too great. Now, I listened to several of your podcast episodes, and one of them you said, you go where they are. Please elaborate on that. And so what I mean with that is whenever you have somebody who has dementia, it's very easy to become frustrated when they start to repeat different things over and over. Uh, for somebody who has dementia, their reality is totally different from what our reality is. And so you have to go into their reality uh, in order to not become frustrated with the place you know, the repeating of things over and over, but their world is their world. And so you have to enter that world with them in order to, um, in, in some instances, in order to keep your sanity, but just to make sure that you can give them the care that they need as well. You just enter wherever they are. If, you know, the sky is blue for them, then it's blue for you. If it's purple for them, it's purple for you. You just have to flow with where they are in order to uh, relate to them in that particular space and time where they are. All right. Well, I would imagine um, as a disability rights advocate, you had some awareness perhaps of what one might experience with a family member with dementia. I don't know that. That's an assumption I'm making. But let me ask you, what are some of the surprises you experienced that caught you off guard, whether you had an idea about dementia or not? Well, uh, there are several things that can catch you off guard. I will say uh, I actually started my current position after I became a caregiver. And so for me, uh, watching uh, so my grandfather, my grandmother, both my mom's parents, they both had dementia as well as it has run throughout our family. So I've always been around it. Um, right now, my mom has one sibling, actually, that just passed away last week um, who had it, one last year. So two uncles right now that have it. So I've seen it all the time. It just did not become, you know, I, didn't, I met it head on when it became my mom. And then I had to realize, okay, it's not what I thought it was, but uh, there's several things. <laughs> I, I would just say choose your day when it comes to surprises um, with it. There, there are so many things that happen along the way that, um, you know, if you don't have the patience, one of the things and the thing actually that I lean on the most even in this is just grace. I've, I've learned when people ask me, 
how do you do it? Like, how in the world? It is the grace of God that really helps me to be able to do what I do. That scripture that says his grace is sufficient enough. That is the scripture that I lean on. And so um, you can choose a day to, <laughs> to figure out um, what's surprising and what's not. I mean, if you name it, it's probably happened. And so the thing about it is it's not so much the surprises that come along with it. It is all about your attitude and your perception of it as you're caring for them because those surprises can either take you out or, you know, those surprises, um, you know, can can continue to help you to serve even better. I mean, I don't, I tend not to allow them to even disturb me, disturb my peace because you know that it comes along with the territory. So um, I just say pick your day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, everyone, you heard that. You pick your day. Now, I will tell you, Priscilla, you have an aura about you that I interpret as an aura of grace, serenity. You seem very positive. Again, I can't imagine walking in your shoes, but you're doing it, and you're doing it in such an upbeat way. You're sitting here, you're smiling with me. You're not saying, woe is me. I've worked with other people that have similar situations, and every day it's the rolling of the eyes, and it's, oh, my God, and the shoulders slump. You embody what it takes to keep it uplifted. What other changes or positive changes have you noticed in yourself since you've become the full-time caregiver? That might be different than how you were before you took this on. I think it allows me because I lean directly into my relationship and my faith in God. And so I think it has just allowed me to be able to see God in a whole different light. Um, it's one thing to believe him on one level, but I've been able to grow even the more of my relationship with God. I don't look at it as just being a caregiver. I really do look at it as serving, right? So I served my mom. I served my grandmother. And my desire because of my relationship with God is to simply still allow them, even though they may not understand fully who he is at this particular moment, uh, being able to serve them in love so that, they can still experience God even in a state of not totally understanding reality, right? Um, one thing about it, and with both of them, my grandmother as well as my mom, they have forgotten many things. My mom right now will call my name 500 times a day, but she does not recognize me as her daughter. She thinks I'm her, her mother. My daughter, she thinks, is her sister, uh, ironically enough, uh, with my grandmother, same thing, you know. But the one thing that I've been able to see, even with both of them, and it was such a beautiful thing for me, even with my grandmother, the fact that even though the memory doesn't, um, it, it wasn't there for who I am and who we were, they've never lost their ability to know who God is. And so all along, till my grandmother took a last breath, 
it was hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. She went out the same way she was every single day. My mom right now will talk about God and her relationship. And so that's been the beauty in all of it for me is to really see um, that though the physical may deteriorate, that spirit, spiritual side, and that connection with God is still there. And so for me, I've been able to see God on a whole different level and appreciate even the more his love and his care for us because it, it expresses to me even greater his love for us. And then being able to turn around and give that to them is, 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 is one of the greatest things I could ever encounter. Well, thanks. And you can't see this, but I could see such a wonderful smile on Priscilla's face when she was relaying that. And of course, um, having spirituality or spiritual practices, we've all heard can be very beneficial for all of us. And regardless of the physical things going on. And let's take that a little bit further too, talking about in addition to physical care and even the spiritual moments that come along with caregiving, there are a lot of practical things legal things. In one of your podcast episodes, my favorite girl, Caregiver Corner, you focused on guardianship. Because a lot of people may say, I'm bringing mama home, but then they neglect to arrange for those practical things that come with bringing mama home. So can you share some of that, of what new caregivers might want to look out for? Absolutely. I think that that is going to be one of the greatest things that you can do. Um, power of attorney is great. However, power of attorney dies when they die. And I learned that uh, when my grandmother passed away. Uh, I learned that in, in a greater way. Uh, but guardianship uh, gives you that ability to be able to make the decisions that need to be made on behalf of your loved one, especially when they are in a demented state. When they get to a point where they cannot legally sign documents, uh, they can't switch over bank accounts, they can't switch over deeds and insurance documents and what have you, you're going to end up being in a pickle, as they would say, um, towards the end when, when it's necessary, when, when it's time for that insurance policy to be cashed in or for burial. Um, if the beneficiary is not the person who's caring for them and that person can no longer sign for themselves or their mental capabilities are not there to sign, you're going to have some issues. And so guardianship is very necessary. Take those steps to go ahead, go the legal way while they can sign and give consent um, so that in the end, you're not having to fight or battle or whatever it is, be it between family or the state. Get those documents in order. It's very, very, very necessary. You have to do it. Uh, don't stop at the power of attorney, especially with somebody with dementia. You want to get 
guardianship. So contact an elder affairs attorney and find out exactly what it is you need to do and get it done in advance. Get it done while they can still make the decision for themselves because that's going to be very key, uh, very important, especially if there's property and different things of that nature involved. You want to make sure you have those uh, in order and, and also making sure that uh, even the person, while they can make decisions, talk to them about they have the five wishes. Um, you can get that, you know, most hospitals give those out anyway. But, you know, for my grandmother, she ended up having to go into the hospital at one point and we completed it then. And that was years prior to her passing away. But we sat down as morbid as it was for me because nobody really wants to talk about death. But find out what they want if if they do um you know if 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 they go out do they want to be resuscitate uh resuscitated you know um all of that is in the five wishes make sure that you know if they have a will you want that guardianship for that will you know you want to make sure that all of those documents are in order but you also want to make sure that you're giving them what they want and so if you can do that while they can still make the decision with you then I would strongly advise that you take advantage of it and make it, you know, do what you need to do ahead of time. Well, that's terrific advice, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit since you mentioned five wishes. You did talk about, I would imagine, two of them, guardianship and being resuscitated. Mm -hmm. But what are the other three? The other three... Of the five, well, the five wishes. wishes are just it, it it's a document right that goes through what that person's wish is and so like the one that my I mean they have something as simple as if you pass away what song do you want at your at your funeral what song do you want playing um it, it has what else was on that who would you want to do the service those type things so that they're making that decision and then it also takes that burden off of the family right if you do this stuff in advance and trust me it's not something that i ever <laughs> wanted to do uh, because it is I, I don't like thinking about death and dying i can take care of you all day long but death and dying that's just kind of not my thing right uh my grandmother ended up passing away at home that was the one thing that i was the most fearful of did not want to happen and lo and behold it happened and i happened to be home um, not necessarily my mom was there, but she had no idea what was going on. And all of the people that were close to me were out of town. <laughs> we, we had it. And so, you know, even in that instance, it takes that burden off of you as well. If you already know what they want, these are their wishes, right? So if you already know what they want, then you don't have to think about what should I do at this point. It has the funeral information on there. It has you know, insurance policy information on there because all of that stuff, and I would say that as well, make sure, especially if you're a caregiver, make sure that if you are responsible, make sure your name is on the policies as a beneficiary, especially for somebody with dementia as well, you know, uh, but just make sure all of that stuff is in order because if you're not on there, as beneficiary, something happens, insurance companies aren't going to pay. 
And so you want to take care of this stuff in it because when you're grieving, the last thing you want to do is have to go through trying to figure out all of this stuff. So guardianship gives you the ability to be able to make those decisions for your loved one in the instance that they can't make it for themselves. It gives you that power to be able to do that. Um, there are specifics that are outlined in there. But if you have guardianship, you don't have you don't have any issues with nursing homes, hospitals, all that stuff. Power of attorney, same thing. It gives you some of the same abilities to be able to handle their finances in the instance that they can, to be able to make decisions. If they're in the hospital and uh, surgery is needed, then you can be that healthcare advocate to let the doctors know, yes, you can move forward with this. No, you can't. And you have that authority. So some other family member that comes in and decide, oh, I'm going to make decisions. Well, they can't because you have the power of attorney. So all of those things are very necessary. So again, contact a elder affairs attorney. Those are the ones who take care of that elder affairs attorney. You can find one in your city somewhere. Look them up online, yellow pages, but make sure that you have, as a matter of fact, uh, there's some information I saw floating around online um, that gives you a whole list as well as the documents that you'll need. So great. Great. Um, that is a, a big deal, especially in large families. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I've been around long enough to have witnessed families where even though they're large, there is only one or two that make the sacrifices. But in the end, there might even be some extra ones that show up mm -hmm. and they want to make decisions and they want to get money and they want to do this, that, the other, but where have you been when it was time to care, you know, and it's not about money. You know, I mean, I won't share the detail of a whole lot with my grandmother, but there's nothing about money. You know, I'm like, it's all about being a caregiver really is about compassion, love, sacrifice. You know, for me, it's always been something that's been, um, I don't want to say easy, but it hasn't been difficult from the level of feeling that I'm tied down or the regret of it. Because I do look at it as, you know, my mom and my grandmother sacrificed a lot of things that I knew about. And see, the other part of this is when you become a parent... <laughs> When you become a parent, you understand sacrifice in a whole different way. And so I have two girls. And so I understand because I know the sacrifices that I make to make sure that my girls have what they need and a lot of what they want. And so when you consider that, it doesn't become a burden for you because, you know, I know and I look at it from this standpoint. I know that there are some things that my mother was not able to do. There were places that she could not go, um, things that she could not buy because she had to take care of her children. And that's a part of sacrifice. And so now in the reverse of it, I'm having to take care of her. And so there are places that I might want to go, but I can't go because I don't have coverage. Um, things I may want to do that I can't necessarily do, but all of it, it's, it's sacrifice, you know. And so it's not... Um, a weighty matter that weighs me down because I have an understanding 
of what the sacrifice in it is. And I want to make sure that she is better than well taken care of. So nursing home, that just hasn't been my option. I'm like, that's one thing she's always said. She never wanted to go into one. And uh, by virtue of my profession, I'm in and out of them quite a bit. And, um, you know, I, I choose to keep mine at home as long as I can. Well, you are terrific. And you walk your talk. Again, you can't see because this is audio only. But Miss Priscilla is wearing a T-shirt that says, Love is greater than dementia. She's proudly advocating for it as she moves around the community today. I don't know how often she wears the shirt, but for today, she's wearing a shirt and she's letting us know love is greater than dementia. That's wonderful. I wear it as much as I can. This is actually one of mine. I have an Inspiration a Caregiver t-shirt line, um, t-shirts and paraphernalia. And so this is my latest shirt here. Um, and that just came about because of the fact, like I said earlier, my mom does not remember. I mean, she will call my name. She knows that if she knows nothing else. But she doesn't recognize me as her child. And so one of the things that I had to recognize because no matter when I come in the room, she lights up. I mean, her world is all great whenever I walk in the room and she wants me to sit next to her, all of that. And so what I recognized is she may not recognize me, but she recognizes love. And so therefore, for me, I realized that love is so much greater than dementia. And when you give them, that's why the love is so much larger than everything else because that's all that matters you know it's greater than the dementia she may not remember everything what I try to do as well is what's remaining and I think that's what people need to realize even the more even as a caregiver whether it's dementia or whatever that person may not be able to do this that or the other but what do they have still left what do they still have left that you can Focus in on and make sure that you make the best of whatever it is they have left for however long they have left. Absolutely. Priscilla, you have such a positive spirit, really. I can't say it enough. I'm just feeling it, you know. It's so great. As well as you mentioned your daughters. And while looking at your podcast, I checked some of the social media activities of at least one of your daughters. She had a Facebook Live recently, and I could see that she's carrying the banner of positivity as well. How do you balance caregiving with your other family obligations and keep them moving along as well? Um, my daughter that's here, we really are a team. We, we work caregiving as a team, but one of the things that I've always made certain of is that she never felt like caregiving is a burden. And so I've always made sure that she's able to maintain everything that she's wanted to her extracurricular uh, activities, all that. Um, she's just one who, 
Uh, my oldest as well, but she's not here. She's in Orlando. She's She'll be 25 this year, so she's doing her own thing down in Orlando. But my younger one that's in the house, um, she just took on the same mantle. She's always been a very caring, loving uh, kid as well. And so now that she's blossoming and becoming a young woman, I mean, she just took on the same, as you say, the same mantle. And so she has a nonprofit organization, and through her organization, she's being, been able to as well uh, advocate for youth caregivers. And so she has a Youth Care 2 movement that started that, you know, she's been able to just uh, bring awareness to the fact that they're a youth. And so it balances well for us because we've worked it as a team. And the thing about it is you do, you have to go day by day and moment by moment because you can have things planned, but dementia has a mind of its own. And so just because you plan it doesn't mean it's going to go exactly how, but I try. I can't say I'm the best with balancing. I'm working on balancing better. But um, we just, you know, when you have great support and God has blessed me with some great friends who are also, you know, there when I need them. Um, and so that helps it help me helps me to balance as well. But it's just, you know, um, having a, a young person in the house who genuinely loves, genuinely cares, it makes it a lot easier because there's not that battle there of trying to battle for attention, right? So I make sure that I keep her support where it needs to be as well. And so I make sure whatever she has going on, I'm there. If I'm only there for a few minutes, I show up. I may only be when she was um, in color guard, she was color guard captain at her school, and one of the things that I would do, because they played at halftime for the games, and so what I would do is I would have somebody come over. I would leave in enough time to get there for halftime. And I would always get there right before halftime. When it was time for her to go on the field, I was out there videoing, doing my thing. And when it was over, I gave her a hug, kiss, her accolades, and I was gone. But the important thing about it was that I showed up. And that has made all the difference. And so it's the teamwork of it all. You know, she relieves me when I need to be in there. There's sometimes when she's like, Mommy, you need to go rest. You're doing too much. You need to rest. You know, so right now she's dual enrolled. So she's taking college courses this summer. And so because I know that her workload is a little heavy, there are some things that she would normally do that I do. So it's balance on that end, but it's just day by day, day by day. Um, you take it as it comes. Plan, but if it shifts because of the situation, can't get bent out of shape about it. You just realize that, okay, this is a part of it, and you readjust accordingly. What words of encouragement or lessons learned that you care to pass on to someone who's just beginning this journey? Um, I would definitely say, just like I just said, take it day by day. You've got to take it day by day. Uh, always remember that, especially with dementia, right? Always remember that it is the disease and not the person. 
because it changes. It will it will be one way today, another way tomorrow. You just you don't know, but you take it day by day. And when those hard moments come, you do understand that it's not them. Um, it's still your mom. It's still your dad. Whoever you're caring for, they're the same person. They just cannot articulate things the same way they could, but they still have emotions. They still have feelings. Things still hurt them. They just can't express it the way that we do. And so be patient. Be patient. You know, uh, I do a lot of journaling. So get you a journal. I advise that to everybody I talk to because you got to find a way to release. Because no, although I may make it seem or sound easy, trust me, it is difficult. And so, um, you know, I know this audience is very vast. Uh, the thing that helps me, I can't say for anybody else, but my number one is my faith, my re relationship with God. And so I do a lot of praying, do a lot of journaling, whatever it is for you, but journal, write it out, write those emotions out, get them out of your system, you know, so that you can continue to do what you do. And my tagline for everything in this journey is keep going, keep loving, keep pushing, and by all means, keep caring. Do whatever it is you have to do. And then just know and understand that you are not alone. There's a whole community out there who are doing the same thing that you're doing. Um, we're on different roads, but it's the same journey. You know, we're all doing it at the same time. And so there are people out there. You don't have to feel like you're, you're alone in this. There's support groups out there that can help. You know, there's all types of things. You just have to, you know, find out where to get them. I mean, I'm, I'm always a resource. I tell people, call me. I might be asleep. Give me about a few seconds to wake up. But I'm here, you know, because I know what it looks like. Um, one of the reasons why my, my latest podcast series is Dear Future Dementia Caregiver, because I want them to understand, like, hey, some things are going to happen. You know, I can't explain, like, you know, a couple weeks ago, my mom was just, like, two weeks ago. Her behaviors were so erratic. I have battle scars <laughs> to show. But, you know, I'm like, it, it's not every day. It's not every day, and I guarantee you it's worth it. I've learned so much, and I've gained so much in the process that, the good days really do outweigh the bad days. And so just like the song say, I, I do my best not to complain. I just, I don't. And so I would just simply say, you know, you're not alone. There's other people out here that are doing it and you can do it too. You can. Even on the days when you want to quit, you know, trust me, there's somebody else's situation that is so much worse than yours and as I tell people all the time, even the worst situation, if you look for it, you can find good. It might take you a while to find it, but if you keep looking, I guarantee you, you'll find some good even in the worst situation. Priscilla, thank you so much. I really appreciated this discussion with you. I'm sure there's someone somewhere who's taken in what you said and it's helped them today. I'm certain of it. I'm going to try to quote you, keep going, 
keep loving, and by all means, keep caring, keep pushing. Pushing by all means. Yes. That's it. That's it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I will put your information in the show notes so anyone who needs to know more or wants to know more about Priscilla Jean-Louis, as well as my favorite girl, Caregiver Corner podcast, check our show notes at the Cup of Glow podcast. Thank you again, Priscilla. This podcast was brought to you by Replay Fitness. Feel good again. For more information about Replay Fitness, Feel Good Again, please visit our website at www.replayfitnessfga.com. Please email your comments about the podcast to us at gloria at cupofglow.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, this has been the Cup of Glow podcast with Gloria Darling, asking you to celebrate each day and spread happiness your way.